0: we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 30th, 2012. Next report is entitled Libya's Friday Sermon, which says, Oh Allah, destroy the rancorous Christians and the corrupting Jews. This is following our excerpts from a Friday sermon in Benghazi, Libya, which aired on Libya Al-Hurara TV on September 14th, 2012. The Islamic preacher says, quote, O nation of Islam, I was so overwhelmed with grief that I could not express it. How could I possibly depict the tragedy that happened? We remain quiet when they butchered the elderly. We remain quiet when they slaughtered the children. Okay, whatever. They don't remain quiet ever for nothing. It takes nothing to incite them. And you're telling me they're going to remain quiet when, evidently, we, the great Satan and or Israel, butchered the elderly. We remain quiet when they slaughtered our children. We're going to look more about their children on, on a little bit, and we're going to see what... It's just such lies everywhere I look with this religion. We were restrained when they violated the honor of women. Oh, the honor of women. Yeah, like when you generally mutilate your wives and you treat them like garbage and you make them dress from head to toe in those hijabs or whatever they're they're called. And, you know, you can go around and have temporary marriages and cheat on your wives and with little girls and stuff like that and have your little white-skinned boys too. Yeah, like that. Like the dancing boys of Afghanistan. Oh, like that. Yeah, you're really honoring your women there. Yeah. Anyway, all that is left is the mocking of our prophet. Oh, that's all they've got. See, we've done everything to them on the planet. And all they've got left is the mocking of their prophet. that That's the only thing, that's the only line that hasn't been crossed, evidently. And then he says, no, a thousand times, no. O nation of Islam, who will come to the aid of the messenger of Allah? He's Basically what he's doing there is asking for another, um, another battalion of martyrs for Allah to step forward. And so that they can strap a nail bomb on their back and kill as many Jews and Americans as possible. Or unbelievers. <clears throat> Who will come to the aid of Muhammad? Who sacrificed everything he had in order to deliver us this religion? Oh, what a wonderful, pedophilic, murderous, lying Muhammad that he was. What what a wonderful thing. I mean, what a great guy Muhammad was. I'll tell you, we could do a whole teaching on the evils of Muhammad and, but they notice that they talk about him in the same context as Jesus Christ, who sacrificed everything he had in order in order to deliver us this religion. You see the parallels between that they would have with their Christ-like figure, Muhammad, essentially. Oh, how he suffered for our sake! Oh, my word, this guy was a devil from the pit of hell from the get go, a pagan. Pedophile, evil murderer, lying, deceitful. I mean, it's all documented in their own unholy writings. Oh, how he suffered for our sake. Notice again the parallel, how Jesus Christ suffered on the cross to pay our sin debt. No, no, that's how they view him. Oh, how often his honorable face was spat upon for our sake. Mm, There's no biblical inference there, I wonder. Where Jesus Christ was spat upon, he had a crown of thorns, you know, the whole... Oh, okay, yeah. And notice that they, they're trying to draw these parallels. And Then he goes on to say, oh, how many times he, ban- he was banished from our land for our sake. Yeah, I'm sure Muhammad was really thinking about all the, the people that would come after him, like he could care. <laughs> Muhammad was all about Muhammad. After all this, how can we not boycott anyone who attacks our beloved prophet? Indeed, O Muslims, the time has come for us to adopt a firm stance and to detonate our wrath upon them. With deeds, they will not be able to ignore. (laughs) Like we can ignore the multiple terrorist attacks that you're imposing every day. Just like the ones I just read from the last 24 hours, there was like eight of them. And that's just the ones we know about. It's like what they're saying is what they've done has been totally inadequate up to this point. They've got to really, really take it up about a hundred notches from where it's at now. And our government and the Illuminati has encouraged this and let this happen and greased the skids for all of this to happen because they're going to use them like useful idiots in order to accomplish their goal. The chaos that the Muslims are bringing and are going to bring, and the World War III that's going to ensue, and and uh, again you throw the Imam Mahdi in there, their awaited Savior, who they believe has to be brought forth through much bloodshed on both sides. You have all of that; those factors together that are that are bringing all of this to a head, essentially. Going further it says, so they're going to detonate our wrath upon them with deeds that they will not be able to ignore. Let us stab them in their main artery, the secret behind their power. Let us stab them in their economy. Hit them where it hurts in the wallet, is what he's saying there. The prophet Muhammad said, wage jihad against the polytheists using your wealth, your hands, and your tongues. See, any way that they can come against us to... Destroy us. They're going to use it. And lies are a big way. Violence is a big way. Using their wealth is a big way. I mean, let's face it, the Middle Eastern countries, and a lot of these sheiks and a lot of the the oil money, they got a lot of money to throw behind this. They say wage war against the polytheists. They call us polytheists because we believe... And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They said that means we're polytheists. And, and here they are, worshiping the devil moon god, Allah, fallen angel. And they're going to call us pagan polytheists, meaning we worship many gods. Because we have the Trinity. <laughs> Unbelievable. Then he goes on to say, oh Allah, destroy the rancorous Christians. Oh Allah, destroy the rancorous Christians and the corrupting Jews. Oh Allah, destroy them for they cannot withstand you. Oh yes we can. (laughs) In the name of Jesus Christ. My God is bigger than all of Islam and all the Muslims put together. He created the universe. You worship a fallen devil moon God. And your wicked religion will not triumph. I guarantee that. Your own wicked tongues will fall upon yourself. Then all men will see and fear and declare the work of God, that they will wisely consider of God's doing, and the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in Him, and all the upright in heart will glory, according to Psalm 64. That's the future of Christianity. The future of Islam is death and hell. And I pray to God, those that can be saved in that religion get saved. But that is only going to happen through God's judgment. When God's judgment comes, people's eyes get opened. When people realize, you know what, Allah just got really defeated in a really, really big way because of something God did to intervene, then they're going to second guess and think about the religion a little more closely. If they think that Allah is this all powerful, all whatever, and He is going to, but when they start seeing that Allah is not winning and Allah is being defeated, it's going to cause them to second guess all of this demonic doctrine. And in this particular vein, God's judgment is a good thing because it will get people's eyes open and people can get saved. But if they go on thinking that Allah is infallible and all-powerful and all-knowing and all this other stuff, they'll never get saved. They'll have no chance, ever. So you understand the point I'm trying to make with these imprecatory prayers? And really, if you think about it, the imprecatory prayers should really be directed to the spirits behind a movement the evil spirits, like Allah, praying specifically against Allah and his fallen angels and his devils and demons that emanate and operate through this religion to open the eyes of the Muslims so that they understand and that they can get saved. So I want to just put that in there because that's very important. He goes on to say... well, then it um, says, oh, la, oh Allah, destroy them for they cannot withstand you. Now, it says, Note the open hatred of incitement against the Jews and Christians. But no governments will take any note of this, or, or the media, or call for any restrictions upon the speech of the hate-filled imams and mosques. Can you imagine if there were Christians going around praying these types of prayers in mass like at whatever? We would be we would be so demonized overnight, <laughs> it would just make your head spin. But they could do it all day long and say whatever they want because they're Islamic. The problem is not this Imam. It's a, it, it says, no, the problem is not the Imam. It's the movies about Muhammad and the cartoons mocking him. See, it's always, it's always some other reason they can point to to say, we're not responsible for our own actions. We can't be held responsible. We're just very passionate. Yes, we kill and rape and steal and behead and do all manner of wickedness and evil all in the name of Allah, but that's because we can't control ourselves. I mean, we're like little, we're like little infantile children in men's bodies, and we, we can't be held responsible for our actions. I mean, we're just little demon-possessed infantile children in men's bodies. You can't hold us responsible. We're just very passionate for Allah. You realize how stupid that sounds? But that's essentially what they're saying. It's just, it's total insanity. Now, I have a little little part here entitled, Proof Allah is a Fraud. As proof that the above claim is a lie, we only need to turn to the Quran itself. Meaning the above claim of, of Allah is all-powerful and these types of things. Um, it's in the Quran, it's in the book of the woman, uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 171. Believe Therefore, in Allah and his apostles. Allah is only one God. Far be it from his glory that he should have a son. Whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth is his, and Allah is is sufficient for a protector. End of quote. It says right here that Allah has no son. In other words, he cannot be the same God of the Bible. Because Father God has a son, and his name is Jesus Christ. And they flat out say here, right in the Quran, far be it from his glory. In other words, it would be beneath Allah to have a son. It says it right here. There's a, cha- there's a, a track that Chick has, and they have several really good tracks for um, Islamic, exposing Islam. And it's entitled, Allah Has No Son. And it's a fact. Clearly the Quran, written around 600 AD, 600 AD, okay, denies the Son of God, Jesus Christ. The Quran teaches that God has no Son. In contrast, the Word of God, the Bible declares in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 1 John 2.22 22 calls all Muslims liars because they deny that Jesus is the Christ. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is an Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. All Islam, all Muslims are of an Antichrist spirit because they vehemently deny that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God even has a son. I'm not saying they are the Antichrist, but they are operating in an Antichrist spirit. Against Christ, in other words. Antichrist, against Christ. There's only one Antichrist, capital A, but the Bible says in the end times there will be many Antichrists, small a. And all you've got to do is look around to see that's the case, pretty much. So... According to the word of God, you are a liar and an antichrist if you deny the Father and the Son. Clearly the Quran and the Bible are completely incompatible. Islam is a big lie, totally contrary to the word of God. The Quran is filled with demonic lies, and there is no common ground. It is abundantly clear that Muhammad didn't introduce Allah to the world either. Muhammad is not the one that introduced Allah to the world. Well, how could you say that? Well, let's look at the Muslim doctrine of God by Samuel Samuel M. Zwemer. Um, This was written, I believe, in 1905, pages 24 and 25, where it says, quote, out of this book, but history establishes beyond the shadow of a doubt that even the pagan Arabs, before Muhammad's time, knew their chief god by the name of Allah, which was the moon god. See, this was before Muhammad was ever even born. The pagan Arabs knew their chief god was Allah. So in other words, Allah didn't come through Muhammad, some whatever revelation. That was their chief god, the pagan Arabs. And even, in a sense, proclaimed his unity. Among the pagan Arabs, this term denoted the chief god of their pantheon, of the Kaaba, which is that big black square thing they go to Mecca and march around, like a bunch of lemmings. Okay, Allah was the chief god of their pantheon, the Kaaba, with its 360 idols. He was the chief one. And the story I had heard, Muhammad went in there and knocked down everyone but Allah and said, okay, this is our god. Wow, okay, yeah. That definitely makes their religion on equal footing with the Bible. You know, had pure, based out of pure paganism and, you know, Muhammad had the, had the big demonic whim to knock down every other idol but Allah. And say, this is this is the, the devil god we worship. Oh, wow, that, that really is impressive, I'll tell you. So let's go further here. Let's look at the book, Who is Allah? By G.W.O. Mosley, written in 1994, page 138. "Quote: Historians like Vakiti have said Allah was actually the chief of the 360 gods, one for each day of their year. You get that? It was a 360-day year. Allah was the chief one of all 360 pagan devil gods that they worshipped. Okay. Being worshipped in Arabia, and at the time, Muhammad rose to prominence. Interestingly, not many Muslims want to accept that Allah was already being worshipped at the Kaaba in Mecca by Arab pagans before Muhammad came. Some Muslims become angry when they are confronted with this fact, but history is not on their side. Pre-Islamic literature has proved this. Now, there's also been archaeologists that have went over there and unearthed all of these things prior dated prior to when Muhammad was ever on the scene of pictures of of uh, like the moon god where it has a crescent moon in the chest. These are things that all predated Muhammad. So they love to say, oh, we're we're monotheists, and we worship one God, and it's the same God of the Bible. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Number three, let's look at Why I Am Not a Muslim, a book written by a former, I think a former Muslim, um, 1995, page 42. Islam also owns the term Allah to the heathen Arabs, owes the term Allah to the heathen Arabs. We have evidence that it entered into numerous personal names in Northern Arabia and among the Nabitians. N- Nabitians. It occurred among Arabs of later times. Next next source a short history of philosophy, Robert C. Solomon, page one hundred thirty. Before Islam, the religions of the Arabic world involved the worship of many spirits called jinn. Jinn is where we get the word, root word for genie. Genie in the bottle? You know the whole thing where you see the genie in the bottle and you let him out? Well, that is a very, very, very high level. Arabic devil. Okay? Before Islam, the religions of the Arabic world involved the worship of many spirits called jinn. They literally worship these things, genies. Allah was one of many of the gods worshipped in Mecca, which would fall under this category. But then Muhammad taught that Allah, the worship of Allah, was the only god whom he identified as the same god worshipped by the Christians and the Jews. So just because some demon-possessed, pedophilic, lying murderer said that we're monotheistic does not make it so. Just because he said it's the same god of the, Bible, of, of the Christians and the Jews does not make it so. So obviously, Allah is not the true and living God of the Bible. The God was, was manifest in Christ Jesus, God in the flesh, according to John one, verses one through three and fourteen, Colossians two nine, and 1 Timothy three sixteen. Islam is repackaged polytheism, meaning the worship of many gods, and yet, ironically, it's the very same thing they accuse us of being. <laughs> My comment is, how ironic is that is what they accuse the Christians of being? Islam is paganism wrapped in monotheistic dogma. Now, I've done more studies on this, just key in Islam, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and I will load your boat on this subject. I've probably reported on this subject almost more than anything. That and Catholicism, I don't know which one. So let's go further. Um, This one is entitled, Muslim Day Parade, Blasphemy, Dawah, and Prayers in Mass in the Street, Takabir and Allah Akbar. Now, the word Takabir is the Islamic Arabic term for the phrase Allah Akbar, which literally means God, in in this particular term, Allah is greater, Allah Akbar, meaning God is greater, and it is usually translated, God or Allah is the Greatest. It is a common Islamic Arabic expression. Okay, When you see takbir or Allah Akbar, basically one and the same. Now, I've reported on this in times past, this is what when you buy halal meats, where it has that Islamic designation on the package, they have made sure that those meats have been slaughtered in the Muslim ritualistic way where Allah Akbar is said, as the chicken's neck is cut or the um, cows are slaughtered, and sometimes they'll just actually literally play it over a CD player over and over again. But the fact remains is that it's literally been meat that has been sacrificed to idols. And I wouldn't advise eating any halal meat. The Bible does talk about that. And, um, I, it, it basically intimates that we're not, if we know the meat's been sacrificed to an idol, if you're aware of it, you know, this isn't, this isn't a practice you want to get into eating that type of meat because there's some type of a literal, I mean, there's a spiritual element here. There's some type of curse that's happening to the meat when it's been processed that way. I try to not eat anything that has that halal designation on it. And I mean, there was a brand of cheese I was buying and it, All of a sudden, they started having that um, halal symbol on there. And I'm like, I'm I'm done. And I wrote the company. I said, I'm not going to ever buy from you again. And I got no response. So fine. (laughs) I'm just not going to. Today in New York City was the Muslim Day Parade, where Muslims protested against blasphemy and for the imposition of Sharia in America. This just happened. Okay, so they had a whole Muslim day parade in New York City and they protested against blasphemy and particularly this stupid dumb trailer. And more importantly, the imposition of Sharia law in America, which would take away all of our rights. It would take away all of our rights to, to say anything against Islam. Islam would become the dominant preferred one hundred percent religion in America. And look how well it's happened look how well it's worked in France and these other places where this has happened. I mean, it's like living in a police state if you're under Sharia. The Muslim Consultative Network had a table for people to draw a subway sign and held up a sign, Don't Hate, Educate. Now this is coming from the religion that owns hate. There, if ever there was a religion I'd ever seen that, that is so more grounded in hate, I don't know what one is than Islam. But they have the audacity and the hypocrisy to say, don't hate, educate. I agree. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm educating. In response to our anti-jihad subway campaign, uh, in response to our anti-jihad subway campaign, meaning that the people writing the article were trying to get out there and give some truth about Islam instead of the lies that we see everywhere. Shouldn't these self-proclaimed, quote, moderate Muslims be standing with me in opposition of the jihadi attacks? Oh no, they'll never do that. This is why they're cover. The moderate Muslims are cover. They're the ones that go and put on a nice smile and say, see, we're all about peace. And meanwhile, there are radical uh, Muslim counterparts all over the planet, killing people, beheading them, slaughtering them, raping, beheading, destroying. And that's okay, because we've got our moderate Muslim brothers to you know kind of uh, smooth over that whole unsavory thing that I just mentioned and, and, and make sure that really doesn't get make it to the mainstream news. Uh, aren't these these peaceful Muslims who should be vocally denouncing the jihadists who give Islam a bad name? It's not going to happen. They're there for cover. Most Muslims skipped the parade and showed up for the for the mass prayer on the street. 23rd Street, Wudu Station, prayers uh, on the street. A There was a parade, and then people were screaming, Takabir for blocks, which essentially means Allah uh, Akubar, which means Allah is the greatest. Now, I'm giving you a picture here on page 8 of the study, and it shows several hundreds, if not, I don't know how far the camera pans back Possibly maybe thousands of Muslims, literally in the middle of the street in New York City, totally have the shut down traffic and everything else, all bowing on their knees to Allah, and they do this, I believe three times a day, they bow to Mecca and they do all of this thing. Now, the thing is is you look at that and you say, "Oh well that's, that's evil, that 's so stupid, and, and they 're just praying to their devil moon God. yeah, but you realize what that is that is mass witchcraft right out in the open. It's witchcraft. They are praying to a fallen angel devil known as Allah in mass. And witchcraft has power. If there was no power behind witchcraft, why would witches and warlocks and whoever you want to call yourself, pagans, occultists, wiccans, satanists, do you think that they would get into these types of evil religions, if there was no benefit? There's benefit. This is mass witchcraft right out in the open. They're praying to the fallen angel moon god, Allah. And they take their faith much more seriously than the average Christian would. And I mean even, I believe, the average remnant. I mean, they really put us to shame in regard to the way they practice their And I don't mean a lot of the things they're doing. I'm talking about the amount of effort they put into it. I'm not saying their efforts are good or that they're not unbelievably misguided. I'm just talking about the sheer amount of effort they put into following their devil cult religion would put most Christians to shame. Effort-wise. Not, obviously, every bit of it's misguided and evil. Um, But I've said that before, that, that Satanists and pagans and a lot of these really, really take their religions very 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 seriously and this is mass witchcraft that should be counteracted through christian prayers is the point i'm trying to make on a mass scale as well because if this continues to go on in open in in with thousands and thousands of muslims It is going to get worse and worse and worse. And I understand the Bible predicts that. But we're also supposed to resist evil. And resisting evil in this particular thing would be resisting these literally millions of demonic prayers going up every single day in mass by this devil. And I believe this is one of the reasons why this death cult has so exploded. Because they're more dedicated to this type of pagan witchcraft than just about any other religion I see on the planet and I think from a satanic standpoint, we're seeing the fruit of that, we're seeing the benefit it's affording them how their religion is exploding how how they're having all of this favor there is a spiritual component behind it, I understand the is helping this and greasing the skids for this to happen but I also believe there's a huge spiritual component involved here that Christians really need to counteract and come against in prayer and fasting as well. Here's the black flag of Islamic jihad waving before a presentation by young schoolgirls. It's right here. I mean, they got the they got the jihadi flag, meaning holy war. They're, they're basically they're not even hiding their intentions. Um More pictures. Here's a picture. Uh, the, The guy that wrote this said he was uploading videos and photos, and he was flipping through the official magazine of the 2012 Muslim Day Parade. They had their own little, like, magazine for that day, okay? And he saw the above photo illustration of the black flag of jihad, holy war, totalitarianism, Islam, flying over the White House, If that doesn't show you their true intention, I don't know what does. They've got literally a black jihadi Islamic flag superimposed and flying over the White House. And then underneath it, and I'm reading from the, he shows a picture of the magazine. He put it in here. And it says United American Muslim Day Parade. It's their their official little book there. And it says under the picture of the, um, Uh, of the White House, it has Islam, the future of America, with the black jihadi flag flying, literally. I believe, yeah, it's over the White House. (laughs) I mean, they're right out in the open. They're not so subtly telling you exactly what their goal is. Now, let's go to the Islamic book table there. And I'm looking at a book here, among other books... And it's entitled Jesus, a Prophet of Islam. The book table and many topics, as well as Muslim blasphemy, calling Jesus a prophet. Um, the book, uh, a prophet of Islam. And in spite of these offenses and the return of the obscene, well, I'll just say urine Christ artwork, we talked about last week. We're going to talk more about that today no Christian savages appeared on the scene burning flags and destroying embassies. See, it's okay for them to do it. It's okay for them to say anything they want to about Christianity. That's okay. That's irrelevant. But if you say anything they perceive, they're going to go nuts. But it's okay for them to have this blasphemous book, Jesus a Prophet of Islam, just just to evidence the hypocrisy of this wicked, evil death cult. Next article. This was sent to me uh, by a listener. Oh, no, 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 no. I, that, no, it wasn't. I actually found this. Uh, was, I believe was on Steve Quayle's website. This was posted on Facebook this morning. And it goes on to say, I've seen similar things in recent past, but this was particularly scary. Everyone in the U.S. should pay attention. This is a warning from a former Muslim. Now, this really is where the rubber meets the road, this article. It goes on to say, I was born... Born and raised as a Muslim. My whole family is still Muslim. I know every genetic code of being a Muslim. I know the Islamic brain. I live and breathe with them. I am an insider. I left Islam when I understood that Islam is a sick and evil religion. The following are the Islamic messages to the West. To the infidels of the West. This is like a, a, love, a love letter to, to us. Okay, This is a love letter from Islam. To the infidels of the West, the Constitution for the New Islamic Republic of Euro Arabia and Amera Islamia is under construction. Now, what do you mean by that, Euro Arabia? That means that they're going to take over Europe, okay, and designate it Islamic, and they're going to take over America and designate. And they're they're splicing these names, okay, is under construction. The and this and this Constitution will consist of. We will fight the infidel, to the death. Okay? Meanwhile, American laws will protect us. Democrats and the leftists will support us. The NGOs will legitimize us. CARE, now these are all Islamic organizations, most of them. CARE, C-A-I-R, will incubate us. The ACLU will empower us. Western universities will educate us. Mosques will shelter us. OPEC will finance us the, the oil. Hollywood will love us, and Kofi Annan and most of the United Nations will provide cover for us. Our children will immigrate from Pakistan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Indonesia, and even from India to the US and other Western countries. They will go to the West for education in full scholarship. America is paying and will continue to pay for our children's educations and their upbringing in state-funded Islamic schools. We will use your welfare system. Our children will also send money home while they are preparing for jihad. (laughs) I mean, this is totally 100% lining up with Islamic doctrine, just really making it real to us. Hopefully this is... Doing this. We will take advantage of American kindness, gullibility, and compassion, which they would view as an absolute weakness on our part. When time comes, we will stab them in the back. We will say one thing on camera and teach another thing in, to our children at home. You guarantee this is what's going on, too. We will give subliminal messages to our children to uphold Islam at any cost. Our children in America will always care more about Islam, the Islamic country's interests than the U.S. interest. We will teach our children Islamic supremacy from the very childhood and we will teach them not to uh, compromise with the infidel, meaning an unbeliever in Islam. Once we do that, from the very early age of our, our children, will not hesitate then to be a martyr. We will take over Europe first and then the U.S. will be next. We already have a solid ground in the U.K., Holland, Sweden, Spain, Italy, Germany, and now we're coming to the U.S., our children will marry Caucasians in Europe and in America. We will, mi- be, we will mix with the intricate fabric of the Western society, but will still remember to jihad when the time comes, meaning holy war, meaning kill the infidel, meaning behead them, slay, rape. All of that is permitted in the Quran on the infidel. I've given you the verses. Then it goes on to say, who are we? We are the sleeper cells. Remember how I've said that they've got all these sleeper cells been here for decades, literally, just waiting and chomping at the bit to kill the infidel? Now again, think about this. Add that into the study I did last week on the inner city. (laughs) I didn't even talk about them. We will raise our children to be loyal to Islam and Muhammad only. Everything else is secondary. At the time of the real fight, we will hold up our children as our armor. Now this is how, this, this really goes to the, to the core of the unbelievable cowardice and evil of Islam. If this doesn't show that they aren't pure evil and demonically, fallen, angelically guided, satanically guided, I don't know what does. At the time of the real fight, we will hold our own children as our armor. When American or Israeli troops shoot at us, the world will be watching. This is exactly what they do to the Jews. And I've I've reported on this many times. Oh, but the the poor Islam, the poor Islam, they're just terrible. The Jews go over there and kill all their children. They do it on purpose. It says, imagine the news in the world. Quote, death of the Muslim, babies by infidels. That's what, that's the headline they want to read because they want to garner world compassion and support. Even though they're literally saying here when we're fired on by the infidels, we're going to hold up our little babies and let them take the bullet. That's what they're saying here. And this is exactly what they do. I reported on this over and over again. And they admit to it. If they know Israel is going to bomb a particular building where they've been uh, launching rockets from, they make sure they get all the little kids up there in the building so that when Israel comes, they'll either won't attack, or if they do attack, they're going to make sure that they spread it all over the the internet. Oh, see, Israel killed all these babies. And they did it on purpose. Even though they pre-positioned those kids there. That is how sick... They are. We know CNN, ABC, CBS are broadcasting live. Al Jazeera will pour gasoline on the fire. The news will spread like wildfire. And like a report like, Americans killed six babies, ten babies. Jews killed two women. We won't hesitate to use our children as suicide bombers against you. This is the type of mindset demon-infested to the toenail mindset that we're dealing with here. I'm not making this stuff up. This is what they love and openly embrace. They're not hesitant about this. They want this. Visualize the news flashes all over the world. Muslim mothers sobbing, crying. Her babies are killed by the Jews and Americans. The whole world is watching live. Hundreds of millions of Muslims around the world are now boiling. So, see, then the Muslims, what they'll do is, all, even though they created the problem that they killed all the babies and they did it all by design, then it gives them the excuse to go gonzo bonkers nuts. And just go and wholesale kill, rape, destroy, behead the infidels. Because look what the infidels did. Even though they created the situation. By putting their babies up as shields. That's about the most evil thing I think I've ever heard of in my life. To use your own baby or a child as a shield. I mean, this is the most rotten black fruit I've ever seen out of a religion, I think. They will march through Europe. We will use our women to produce more babies who will in turn be used as armors and shields. (laughs) Are you kidding me? So the women are there as like breeder mothers so not only they can increase the Islamic numbers because that's about the only way it actually expands because who wants to convert to Islam unless they got a knife to their throat, I guess. Of course, I would gladly take beheading before I ever convert to this they're going to have their mothers to produce more babies who, will then, who they will turn and use as more armor and shield. I mean, this is the most sick thing, one of the most sick things I've ever read of all my six years on air. Gotta be. Gotta be. Our babies are gifts from Allah for jihad. So they're gifts from Allah, and Allah never produced nothing good. And he can't create, all he can do is give death, and this is further evidence of that, for jihad, which is holy war. So they're going to use their babies as human shields. West manufactures their tanks in the factories. We will manufacture our military force by natural means, by producing more babies. That this uh, That is the way that is cheaper. <laughs> oh my word! I mean, are you kidding me? Talk about having no natural affection. How could you how could how could any of them truly love anything? Their love is so tainted and perverse. Their form of love is so warped. It's like this satanic love. The West manufactures their tanks in the factory. We will manufacture our military forces by natural means, by producing more babies? That is the cheaper way? Wow, I mean... The the evil of this religion is just almost hard to comp... It's truly... It's incomprehensible. It is. There's no way... I don't think we can comprehend this level of evil. You infidels cannot defeat us. We are 1.2 billion. We will double again. Do you have enough bullets to kill us? (laughs) Oh my word. Wow. So, on the camera, we will say, Islam is the religion of peace. In other words, to the camera. On the camera, we will say, moderate Muslims will say that there's no link between Islam and terrorism. And the West will believe it because the West is so gullible. Not only that, they're so sponsored and trained to do this. I mean, the, the media has is, is been commanded to essentially do this. On camera, moderate Muslims all over the world will incubate jihadists by their talk, by defending Islam. They're incubating the moderate Muslims. They have their place in Islam. Using Western legal systems, we will assert our Sharia laws sh- slowly but surely. And that's exactly what... Why? They're going so crazy now over this stupid trailer because they're trying to get Sharia laws implemented in America where we will have no free speech or no right to criticize Islam in any way, shape, or form. Because if, if, if they, they're going, what they're going to do is they're just going to keep going nuttier and nuttier and killing more people until with time they finally get what they want because they're saying, well, we can't be held responsible for our actions. You, you criticize Islam or Muhammad, we're, we're just going to kill them wholesale, and you better give us what we want. Like demon-possessed little three-year-old infants. (laughs) It's good to to reward evil for evil. I mean, that's always a good thing to get into, you know. And then it goes on to say, we will increase in number, we will double again. You will will be impressed when you meet a moderate Muslim personally. As your next-door neighbor, co-worker, student, teacher, engineer, professionals, you may even like us. You will find us well-mannered, polite, humble. That and that will make you say, Wow, Muslims are good and peaceful people. But we will stab you in the back when you are sleeping. There will be more 9-11s in Europe and in America, and we will say, quote, we do not support terrorism, but America got what it deserved. <laughs> Muslims and care and other international Islamic organizations will unite. We will partner with the leftists, with the ACLU, with Kofi Annan, and the United Nations. Fasten your seatbelt. The war of civilizations has just begun. We will recite the Quran and say Allah Akbar before beheading the infidels as we have been doing it. And we will videotape those beheadings and send it for all you infidels to watch. And they will surrender. They will surrender. And Islam means surrender. Meaning we're all going to cower in fear because we're so afraid of the big bad Islamic people because they rule through demonic total intimidation we will use your own values of kindness against you you are destined to lose hear what the word of God says Islam, hear what the word of God says, Psalm 915, the heathen are sunk down into the pit that they made and in the net which they hid for their own foot is taken That's your future, Islam. Now, I pray those that can be saved will be saved. But obviously, most of these people aren't going to be saved. God judges the wicked. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. God hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. These are vessels of wrath, for the most part, fitted, meaning prepared, Ahead of time for God's destruction as the Bible talks about in Hebrews. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal and few there be that find it. I pray they get saved, but obviously most of them aren't. And most of them are showing themselves to be pure wickedness. The heathen are sunk down into the pit that they made. Can you see the pit they're trying to dig for us? For all of humanity who they would say are the infidels? This is their future. The heathen are sunk down into the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The net that they hid is the whole article, the whole report I just read. That's the net. That's the pit they're digging for us. But they're going to sink down into their own pit. They fight for Satan. And you cannot fight for Satan forever and win. You're going to get taken in your own snare. Next verse, the Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. That's that's your future, Islam. Snared in the work of your own hands. And then it says, Higion, which means to literally meditate on that last verse. And it, it only says that in very few places in the Bible. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Next verse, the wicked shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. For the needy shall not be always forgotten, and the expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail, let the heathen be judged in thy sight. When God judges the wicked, good things always happen. People will get saved, the fear of God will fall upon humanity, Sin will will be much less prevalent. This is why I'm praying for God's judgment on this wickedness. Because if it's just permitted to go on and on and on, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. God's judgment on wickedness is a Christian's door of hope. And that's the whole thing I did on Psalm 64. We need to look at God's judgment different than the, the average person would. It's always a good thing in the grand, uh, in the final equation. Always a good thing. So let's go further. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Amen to that. They need the fear of God. Psalm fifty-five, fifteen let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. If this wasn't wickedness, pure unbridled wickedness that I just read, using your own children as as shields and armor so that you can go to the news reporters and say, oh look, they killed all of these babies. If that's not pure wickedness, I don't know what is. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself, Isaiah 5.14, and opened her mouth without measure, and their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth rejoiceth, shall descend into it. All of this bragging and all of this that they're doing, it reminds me of that verse. Isaiah 14.9, Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Ezekiel thirty-one sixteen. I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall, when I cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit. People say, I have sometimes people email and say, well, there's no hell. I'm like, boy, you got a whole lot of verses to, to ignore to say there's no hell. Amos 9.2 Though they dig into hell, Thence shall mine hand take them. Though they climb up to heaven, Thence will I bring them down. Let's go further. Kansas City Muslims want limits on free speech. So in light of all the things that we've just talked about and proven regarding... The true agenda of Islam. We have this this next article, this next report uh, on Kansas City Muslims wanting to limit free speech. See, this is the end game. This is the erosion of our rights, all by design, and and this is exactly why. They have done what they've done since this trailer's come out. And and again, there are all their actions preceding that as well. To intimidate and coerce into getting their way. Islamic leaders in Missouri and New Jersey are calling for lawmakers to limit free speech after the B-rated anti-Muslim trailer sparked outrage across the world. (sighs) Ugh. The Islamic Society of Greater Kansas has launched a petition calling on Congress to establish a law against insulting one's religion. Again, they can do whatever they want. But when it comes to them, they want the ultra-protected class where no one can utter a word or even think a thought against Islam. They go on to say, we understand the First Amendment to the United States Constitution as part of the Bill of Rights, and as such prohibits the making of any law respecting an establishment of religion. Yeah, that's right. Impending the free speech of, impeding the free speech of religion. Abridging the freedom of speech, infringing on the freedom of press. But, but is their big thing. When the allowance of free speech incites violence, it should be banned. Read a statement. Um, read a statement from the Islamic society. My comment, exactly from the Islamic playbook we just read from in the previous report. Notice it is not the fault of the Muslims who killed, raped, and destroyed. And I and I got into that just the ambassador in Libya alone, and how he was sodomized and um, drugged through the streets and raped, and the secretaries were killed and. And the Marines were, were uh, basically had no live ammunition, and that was all proven, even though it wasn't reported on. It was reported on the Marine blogs themselves. Why? Because they didn't want, our government didn't want them to be able to defend themselves. They wanted that to happen. They're trying to bring about their order out of chaos. So they are greasing the skids to make it abundantly easy for the Muslims to pull these types of atrocities off. To ultimately accomplish their agenda. So notice, it's not the fault of the Muslims who killed, raped, and destroyed, supposedly as a result of this joke of a movie trailer. It's as though they are admitting they are such psychopathic, demon-possessed animals, they just cannot be held responsible for their actions if they are offended in the very least. No religion on earth is afforded these kinds of concessions except the religion of peace, Islam. May the Lord Jesus Christ lay bare every one of their lies and expose all of the wickedness they have wrought. That's my comment. While condemning, the, going back to the main article, while condemning, condemning the violence that was originally blamed on the film, the Muslim group said it would be in everyone's best interest to ban such actions from reoccurring. Kind of like the mafia coming to you and say, you know, it would really be in your best interest for you to... You know, pay up to uh, three finger Puglisi over here, so you know we don't have to come in and break your kneecaps or break your thumbs off. It's essentially what they're saying. Okay, they're just doing it in the Islamic way. <laughs> it would be in everybody's best interest to ban such a- actions from reoccurring. Now, why? Because if you don't, if you think what you've seen so far is bad, where do you see what we have on the plate next? for you infidels, is what they're not so subtly threatening. Uh, then, Then they go on to say, we condemn the violence. And then my comment, lies in lip service. You don't condemn the violence. You love the violence. You're threatening more violence, not so subtly, in your statements. Okay, so it says, we condemn the violence, and feel that in spite of the First Amendment, in spite... Of the First Amendment of the US Constitution. Action may be necessary to pass, pass such a bill or at least censure such actions in order to calm the current situation as well as prevent fur- future reoccurrences. In other words, it's a not so subtle laundry list of threats. You do this or it's going to get worse. The Islamic Society in Kansas City is not alone in their calls for limiting free speech in America. Um, The Imam Muhammad Qatani told the Blaze quote, we as Americans have to put limits and borders on freedom of speech. Again, if they were held to that standard they would have been banned from America a long time ago with all of the incendiary evil terrorist-filled Hatred they have spewed toward israel the u s Christians, you name it, any kind of infidel they would have been banned from America, period, but no no they're they're the only the only ones that really need to be protected are the Muslims because you know if you don 't then we 're just going to go nuts and and you know kill all of you, so you better heed our warnings. And this guy that said this, he leads the Islamic Center of Passaic County, one of the largest mosques in New Jersey. So that was on Fox today. Give you all the links to this. Now, in light of all of this, you would think our government would be coming out with statements, limiting their support, um, condemning Islam. Because Islam is the heart of all this. No, 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 they're not doing that. They're, they're helping them. They're enabling them. They're making all of this possible through their actions. Next report. Hillary Clinton offers $45 million to Syrian rebels who want more support. This is um, from out of New York. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton on Friday announced a $45 million in additional aid for the Syrian Islamic terrorist opposition activists. I mean, it's like something out of the Twilight Zone. The latest U.S. push for influence in a civil war that's raged beyond international communities' control. U.S. humanitarian aid for Syria now will total more than $132 million this year. Our own country's totally falling apart, all by design. Okay, Yet we will give the terrorists and just wickedness in general all kinds of, of millions and billions of dollars. Well, in today's day and age, wickedness is rewarded and protected. I've said that over and over. So they're going to give them more than 132 million this year through Syrian rebel those Syrian rebels are more interested in weapons and military training, so they can wage more terrorism, than in the American promises of more non lethal assistance. See, they have to they have to promise, oh we'll we'll use it for non lethal means. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, we'll be good boys. We we would never lie to you, infidels. (laughs) We want to tell you what you want to hear so we can get what we want. No, even though that's in the Quran, and even though Allah did it, and the the Quran says Allah was the best of schemers. (laughs) Nah. The West press chose their words carefully, ensuring that the term civilian opposition was repeatedly used to describe the armed terrorist forces attempting to violently overthrow the Syrian government. In reality, the opposition in Syria constitutes foreign terrorist legions flowing across Syrian borders, and in particular, staging and crossing over from NATO, the NATO member Turkey. Again, this is the next country that's going to go the way of Egypt and Libya and so on. They're going to have Syrian terrorist opposition, Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, overthrow their government so they, they can install their next puppet radical Muslim dictator in there, so they'll be more poised for World War III. So that country will have a less of a problem of just sacrificing itself on the altar of Satan, and though they think they're doing it for Allah, and bringing about World War III. This is exactly why all this is happening, and it has been happening for a long time. It's as plain as day why this is all going on. Okay? They've got to bring about their new world order, and they're going to do it through World War III in the Middle East, as I've been saying for years. So, In fact, it was recently admitted by the terrorist legions themselves that their headquarters had been located within the Turkish territory for the duration of the conflict. In a recent France 24 article titled, Free Syrian Army Move HQ from Turkey to Syria. There's a link to that. Armed militants claim they had only just recently moved from Turkey to within Syria. So, there's the article for that. Next, and then there's another one um, that confirms this. There's more links here. I try to put a lot of links in so if you don't believe a particular thing. Uh, most of this is mainstream news. This is New York Times, Fox. I mean this is just, you know, what they're admitting to, essentially. You know, they're not condemning the fact that they're giving these terrorists all this aid. They're just trying to justify it. So so it's more palatable when you read it. If you can't read between the lines, they're just you're gonna think, well okay I guess, you know, it's a good thing. Next article. Obama moves to give Egypt 450 million in aid, but this meets some resistance. The Obama administration notified Congress on Friday that it will provide Egypt's new radical Islamic government an emergency cash infusion of 450 million dollars. 450 million. This is Egypt's new radical Islamic government. This is definitely where you want to be putting in millions and millions of dollars to fund them and to make sure they get a lot of bombs, weapons, bullets, machine guns, and the means to transport them to wherever they need to so that they can kill the infidels. This is the insanity that I'm talking about here. But the aid, the, the aid immediately encountered resistance from a prominent lawmaker wary of foreign aid in the Egypt's new course under the leadership of the Muslim Brotherhood. The aid is part of a $1 billion assistance program that the Obama administration has pledged to Egypt to bolster its transition to democracy. You mean what? No, you mean the more radical Islamic terrorism? That's the only thing it's moving toward. It's obvious. To bolster its transition to democracy after the overthrow last year of the former President Hosni Mubarak, who was much more moderate than the radicals that are in there now. But see how the, the, the press lies to you over and over and over again? Going a further, it said, Its fate, however, was clouded by concerns over the new government's policies, and more recently, the protests that damaged the American embassy in Cairo. Yeah, you know, imagine that. I, I don't see why we should question anything. I mean, they're good people. They've proven that over and over and over again. Here's another one. Now, just after I've, I've announced that Obama was going to give 450 out of the 1 billion dollars, more out of the 1 billion dollars going to Egyptian terrorists, and then Hillary was going to give all those millions to the Syrian terrorists. Now, um, you know, Egypt is um, becoming more and more radical, uh, Islamic, as the days go by, and so we have the next article. Several Christian families have fled their homes in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula after receiving death threats from suspected Islamic militants and terrorists, officials and residents told AFP on Friday. Uh, last week, flyers began circulating in the town of Rafa on the Gaza Strip border, demanding that its Coptic Christian population move out, residents said. Now, Coptic Christians need to get saved. They're not saved, okay? Uh, they are a, a very much like an orthodox type of offshoot of Catholicism. So much so, they have their own Pope. And I'm not making this up. I've mentioned them briefly before, but I've never done a full study on them. Okay, but the thing is, to an Islamic, it doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Coptic, a real Christian or not. That's irrelevant. Anything that would have, any religion that would have a Christian veneer, you are a target, and you're you're just, just as much of a target as a real born-again Bible-believing Christian. It doesn't matter. Okay, so that's why I'm getting into this now. Um, so... Going further, officials at the local church informed the authorities of the threats, but no action was taken, they added. Now, again, as I've said before, and I've even given you the incrementalism of this, when Islam comes into a country, once they get to a certain point, the radical elements, they will start either wholesale killing or evicting the infidel population. You look at what they've done in the Sudan and a lot of the African countries and obviously in the Middle East, and as they gain, gain greater and greater power, they become more and more dictatorial, more evil, more their true nature starts to show. Oh, and, and now Egypt's starting to see this, where there won't be any people that would even call themselves Christian in any way, shape, or form permitted to live. They will all have to die or leave. But ultimately, if Islam were to have its way, they would chase them to the four corners of the earth and kill them all. Because that's the only solution for Islam, is to kill and slay the infidel. So, going further... Um, so they, the the officials of the local church informed the authorities of the threats but no action was taken of course not they're not going to lift a finger uh, they added days later a shot belonging to one of the families of these Coptic Christians was fired on with automatic rifles witnesses said the events prompted the families to leave Rafa but there were conflicting accounts over whether they had done so voluntarily or been evicted I'm pretty sure they probably went voluntarily And maybe been evicted as well. That's the fruit of Islam. That's what happens when Islam comes in and and gets to a certain point of power and it's just wholesale evil, essentially. Uh, Next article. President Obama declares the future must not belong to practicing Christians. Now, Obama was brought up a Muslim. He was born in Kenya. Uh, All of that has been, you know, Suppressed, obviously, but proven through many different people that have tried to pursue legal channels in America, proving that he was born in Kenya. The people that were over there that witnessed his birth, there, there's all types of witnesses. His grandmother witnessed him being born in the Kenyan hospital. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, of, of um, historical things over in Kenya where he was born to commemorate these things. And, but again, Obama is, mm, what he's all about is a lie. This whole life is an absolute lie from start pretty much to finish as far as the official story we've been given. So, once a Muslim, always a Muslim. And this is why a lot of, of this radical Muslim element has so exploded in America because they have a very sympathetic Muslim, closet Muslim president in the White House. And this it also would explain why he's been so disrespectful to Israel on so many different levels since he's been in office. So, in a speech to the United Nations General Assembly today, the President of the United States declared that the future does not belong to practicing Christians. Already the media and the left are in full denial, probably based on their general lack of understanding of theology. This would have been a gaffe had Mitt Romney said it, and I'm not endorsing him, I'm just saying. um, But with Barack Obama... He's just speaking bold truths. His bold truth declares that the future does not belong to practicing Christians. Here's what he said. Quote, The future, and this is a quote from the speech um, at the UN, (laughs) the future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam. Well, that would include definitely what I'm saying today. And anyone that would research Islam and come to any kind of truthful conclusion, that would be the case as well. In other words, it doesn't matter what the truth you bring out about. If, if, if it's perceived as you slandering the prophet of Islam, the future must not belong to those people, he's saying. Most specifically, I would believe he's in reference to Bible-believing born-again Christians here, who've done their homework. Then he goes on to say, yet to be credible, here he's going to throw out some scraps, some little crumbs from the table of Obama. Yet to be credible, those who condemn this and that slander must also; those who condemn that slander must also condemn the hate we see when the image of Jesus Christ is desecrated. We're going to get to this in a second. Churches are destroyed, and the Holocaust is denied. Right. Let us condemn incitement against the Sufi Muslims and the Shiite pilgrims. Now. So consider this. It is a Christian belief that Muhammad is not a prophet. Actual Christians, as opposed to many of the supposed Christians put out by mainstream media, believe that Christ is the only way to salvation. Believing that is slandering Muhammad, though. That's just a fact. If you don't believe me, go into the Middle East and proclaim Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and see what happens to your life. You will be dead in short order. Then Barack Obama went on to say, yet to be credible, those who condemn that slander must also condemn the hate. When we see the image of Jesus Christ is desecrated, churches are destroyed, or the Holocaust denied. All this was was a little window dressing lying lip service from Obama that he didn't even mean, but had to put it in there to be kind of politically correct. Note, he says we cannot slander the prophet of Islam. And the future must not belong to anyone who do so. But it's only the image of Christ in the next sentence, not the actual, not actually Jesus Christ himself, um, desecrated. If this is so, then why does Barack Obama's government continue funding the National Endowment of the Arts, which funded the Christ in Urine, or uh, an P.I.S.S. is what it's called, or the Virgin Mary painted in dung? now i 'm not a Catholic here, and one's a crucifix in urine and another one's the virgin supposedly the Virgin Mary painted in dung i'm not a Catholic, but I understand what they're trying to slander okay, and what they're trying to slander is just Christianity in general and they view they view people like this would view you know Catholicism as the you know mother of Christianity essentially which it's not but So comment, in other words, like the good Muslim socialist Luciferian pathological liar that he is, Obama is giving the infidel Christians some lying lip service to make it look like he is attempting to be fair. Which is actually the exact opposite. The Bible says, let lying lips be put to silence, Obama, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Psalm 59:12 For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips let them even be taken in their pride for the cursing and lying which they speak That doesn't describe Islam and Obama I don't know what does Psalm next verse Consume them in wrath consume them that they they may not be and let them know that God ruleth in Jacob under the ends of the earth when God's judgment comes on the wicked, it always produces good, righteous fruit. And we need God's judgment for that to happen. Proverbs 10, 18. He that hideth hatred with lying lips is a fool. And that's what Obama does. He hides his hatred and his contempt for Christians with lying lips, essentially. Proverbs 10, 1222, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. And then I posted my teaching here for Psalm 64 in Precatory Prayers, God's Judgment on Wickedness and a Christian's Door of Hope. I'm going to have to end part two here and we will go to part uh, three next. God bless you.